Hi, I'm Dr. Leticia Wright, and this is the Get Crowdfunded Now podcast. I've got a really special interview for you guys because you guys are always talking about funding and how to get funding. And I've got a guest for you who not only has started several businesses, but he also has got funding for businesses. And so we're going to talk about his business experience. We're going to talk about the ups and downs, like what really happens. And uh, basically so that you guys can be encouraged about the process and understanding the process. I want you to welcome Christopher Leonard. He is a serial entrepreneur, meaning that he's had several businesses over the years. Uh, not that he's hurt anybody, but he's had several businesses over the years. And uh, he just recently has sold his business NPO uh, processing. And uh, I mean, that that's the thing that we all uh, want to have happen. We want to blow the, our businesses up and have somebody come and say, oh, your business is so wonderful. We want to buy it. So welcome to the Good Crowdfunding Now podcast, Christopher. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> so uh, first of all, how many businesses have you had in your young lifetime? Um, so in my young lifetime, I have started nine. Well, with this business that I just stole, I started, I started 10 businesses in total. Um, I started my first one actually when I was only 18 years old. And then um, that kind of gave me that little taste of entrepreneurship and, you know, that little taste of running and owning something. And, uh, you know, I never stopped. Got it. So, you know, when you, when, when you got rid of these businesses or when they passed on, obviously when you sold, that's very successful. Uh, tell me how you went from business to business. Did they close? Did you sell them? Did you just stop? Like, what was the, what was the ending? People don't, <laughs> don't usually plan how they're going to end their business. What was the ending? Right. Well, for this business, what this business was actually the first one that I had sold and I'd been running it the longest. I'd been running it for about eight years. Um, and there was a major difference between this business and the others. Um, and there was a major learning curve that I actually finally, it took nine businesses for me to finally, for it to finally click, but it did click, which is what led to the success of this one or me being able to put myself in a position where it lasts longer, but also I have the option to sell it. Somebody wants the business. Um, but the other businesses before I wouldn't, I definitely don't consider them failures. I didn't. Oh, in fact, one of the things I pride myself on was I made a profit on every single thing that I started. Um, now, one of the things that I also learned though, going through that process, um, cause you know, I was, I was, I was meticulous about my business plan and, and, and writing everything down and very detail oriented. And, you know, I had my lists and my calendars and my everything and I was ready to go. Um, but the problem was, uh, one of the things I really learned is I was focusing everything on, uh, for me, my problem was I started the business um, with no money, which a lot of people do. Um, but I was focused on money, 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 not what I was really trying to grow this business into. So my first business, I was focused on money. I made some and said, Ooh, and then that, that, that set a, 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 I guess you could say it set a precedent in my mind where, oh, okay, as long as I focus on getting money, then that's going to lead to success in all these businesses. So I start, you know, that first business I ran for a couple of years. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. Let me move to Hollywood and start something new. Um, Cause I majored in music and music was my passion. So I wanted to kind of move into that scene. So I started a couple of businesses in Hollywood and, and around the music industry. Um, but again, when I started everything that I started, I was, 
I, you know, I just had a little bit of success. So I had money to eat and to pay some bills, but I really didn't have the, the, the money that I needed or wanted. Um, so every time when I start, when I would write my business plan, I was more focused on what's going to get me a profit. What's going to make me the fastest profit today? Because also my credit was horrible. So there's no one was going to be lending me any money or I didn't believe anyone was going to be lending me money. So I didn't even try. I knew that was not an avenue. I knew credit was not an option. Um, so I was like, okay, what's the fastest way I got to make a profit and then turn it around and build my business. So I built my plan around that. And um, the good thing is that, yes, I did make a profit because I stuck to my plan and it, it did work. But the problem was I wasn't building the, the business the right way. I wasn't building the business the way sometimes some of those businesses I ended up closing because okay yeah I made a profit I got to a comfort level and I was like I don't want to do this anymore I started this because I saw the the benefit I saw where it could go and I saw the money I was like okay I need money let me do that and it and and there were other business plans that I had or ideas in my mind at that time that would have been a much better, I would have been more passionate about, more excited about, could have been even more sustainable, uh, so forth and so on. But because I was so desperate for the money at the time, I built my plan about that and totally abandoned ship on those things and started a business for money, made that profit, then, okay, I'm bored, left it. Or I would, you know, same thing, uh, 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 build the business for money, make the profit. Okay, I don't want to do this anymore. So now let me use this money to start what I really want to do or whatever. The, so that's what everything, every plan that I had built was around. Okay, how can I make as quick a profit as possible? Um, and then this last business, um, I finally got to a point where I wasn't, I, I, I call it maturity, call it, um, you know, sick of failing and realizing, oh, okay, I see the pattern here. Um, but I finally was like, all right, well, regardless of the money, I'll find the money elsewhere. I have other avenues at that point. Now I finally had other streams of income. And uh, this business MPO processing was really built around helping people, which um, is, is kind of one of those, it sounds cheesy, so I hate saying it, but that inner drive is, you know, I just want to see people be successful. I, I love watching people go from here to wherever it is, here is to, uh, uh, you know, to where they want to be to another level and, and being a part of that. Um, so, and that's what this process, the uh, MPO processing did. It helped, you know, it was, it was helping raise funds, helping mark, uh, new businesses with marketing and social media marketing and things like that. Um, and so it was something that a, yes, it did make me a profit. That was good enough for me to be like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. But more importantly, it actually served a need that I felt fulfilled from. And, and, and I built my plan about, okay, well, how can I now how can I grow and help more people? How can I now, okay, how can I get, get, get more money for more nonprofits? How can I get, get more customers for more for these businesses? And it was no longer about me. How can I get more money in my pocket? Um, and when, and so it, everything was focused around my plans were detailed, which is why I don't call them all those other businesses failures. Cause I set out, I accomplished exactly what I planned for, which was to make a profit. Everything I did, I made a profit off of problem was that's not where my focus should have been. Um, so yeah, that's, that's I mean, a lot of people don't understand if they're not an entrepreneur. I try to tell people when you're an entrepreneur, you can go from thing to thing to thing because, and I teach this to my little junior high entrepreneur class, you mm. can get the juice out of what you need and move on. And that's not something other people understand. Like you got what you needed out of that business. Okay, it's time to move on to the next business. Other people see it as you can't stick to anything. You can't stay with anything. That is not, that's an entrepreneur trait. 
It's yeah. not a you can't hold down a job. You can't stay with anything. It is an entrepreneur trait. You got mm-hmm. the juice out of it. You got what you needed. There is nothing there for you but an empty husk. It is time to move on to other things. And I try to explain that to even my entrepreneur kids' parents. Your child mm-hmm. gets bored quickly. Let them move on. Stop making them stick to stuff that they're bored with. They got it. They're ready right. to move on. These are smart kids. You know, I watched, right. you know, junior high kids, 13 year olds do whole business presentations because they had to do presentations on the business. And the parents are sitting mm-hmm. there like, and I'm like, what did you think your kid was doing all this time? Like they had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> and their kid's like, and I'm going to sell here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this money. And their parents are like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Who is this person? And I'm like, yeah. your person is a little business person. But yeah, yeah, yeah. supposedly that's that's, that's, that's how it begins. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing to learn that, you know, each thing, it doesn't mean it's a failure because you move on from it or because you mm-hmm. stop doing it. And the fulfillment thing, I mean, when you hear multimillionaires go, oh, I needed fulfillment. It does sound cheesy. But when mm-hmm. you talk about it, you know, it sounds real. Right. And, and. And, and and yeah, it does, but it, it is actually because I was anti that as well. I was like, oh, that's you know, that's something that the rich or the privileged or whatever. But there is, I mean, there's different levels of it. But there is that level of of, of I wouldn't call it even. It's more of just comfort. You know, you know, you have that. You know, I mean, a lot of people have heard that pressure cooker analogy, where you know, you get to if your 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 certain standard of living or certain standard of success that you're used to is lower than usual, then that lights a fire under your butt, and you know, you start working a little bit harder. Which, when you work harder, it, you know, what happens? You get results, which gets you to a certain level. But then, when you get comfortable, it's you know, you no longer have that fire under you. It, it, you know, it kind of drops down a little bit, and uh, um, I feel like. That 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 um that I I definitely got stuck in that number one uh that it's easy to it's it's easy to get stuck in that I think um and then um yeah anyways I kind of lost train of thought where I was going with that but um, no no but de- you, you definitely covered that I want to talk to you a little bit about business plans that is business plans are the bane of mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs' existence oh I gotta write a business plan oh my god oh my god um. When it comes to writing business plans, most of us are not just born. Uh, we know how to write a great business plan, but of course, there are you know there's some that are, are able to just write that business plan. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a few things. Um, when you're writing your business plans, how often are you using them in terms of someone else has to see it? You're, you're handing it to someone else to look at review or for funding. How often does that happen? Um, so for me, well, I, I started business, like for me, the business plan, I don't know why, I don't know how this was ingrained in me, but ever since I was young, um, just writing out and making out these plans was important to me. And I felt like that was the only thing I had. I didn't feel like, and I know that this is wrong now, but I didn't feel like I was talented. I didn't feel like I had all these, I didn't have, but I knew, but I knew that, okay, well, if I copy this down and I follow these steps, then, okay, I can at least get what this person got. And so for me, I would, and I knew that, okay, well, I've learned by, oh, I only wrote down half the equation. I didn't get there. I learned, okay, you have to be in detailed, being very detailed. And so I just, I would sit there, even when I didn't have a business or I had no ideas, I just practiced writing business plans. Um, and I don't know why, again, I, maybe it was because I knew all, you know, okay, this is important at some, at some you know, level inside of me. 
But um, the biggest thing that I eventually learned from doing that, so writing business plans has always been something that's been I've been passionate about. I've always done. I've always refined and got better and better at. But what I've learned is um, when it comes to starting your business and when it comes to more importantly pitching um, or, or trying to get funding, uh, I've learned that details, number one, and passion. Those are the two biggest things. And I think they kind of feed on each other. Um, the more detailed I am in my plans, the more passionate I get about that business. The more passionate I get, the more detailed I want to write down. And the more I know if I write it down, you know, more importantly, okay, yeah, business plans important and business plans necessary for getting funding and things like that. But that's not why I was doing it. Um, again, I was broke, didn't think anybody would give me any funding, but I'd still get so detailed. And, and again, I knew that me writing this down and seeing it, it literally was for me, it's painting, it's art. A business plan was art for me. It's painting a picture of what my future is going to look like. So I'd get into it and I'd get, okay, oh my gosh, I could have this. Oh my gosh, I can grow it this big. And, and, and the more detailed I got, even to the point of, 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 okay, you know, from, from, you know, everybody knows the basics of, you know, having your accounting, having your daily oper operations, your calendar, things like that. But what about the things about, well, well, I, I know myself, I know I get tired. I know if I work, you know, 60 hours a week, once I hit 61 hours, I'm going to get tired. But at the same time, according to this plan, I'm going to have to put 68 hours in. So what am I going to do for that seven hours to actually, or to, to make it so through that seven hours, knowing that I crash at hour 61 every, and, and taking care of those things that aren't in the plan. Now, it doesn't mean I have to show those to investors, but knowing that, may, and, and when those, believe it or not, those questions have come up before where it's, well, well how are you going to do all of this? Um, and, and that's usually the way it's worded. Um, and, and, and well, hey, I have a plan for that. I know whether it's, you know, okay, well, I have my health, my personal life is incorporated into my business plan. What am I going to sacrifice? And how am I going to set, how am I going to train my mentality to get up and, oh, at 8am, I'm supposed to be doing whether it's making calls, whether it's writing out my marketing, whether it's actually building my website, how am and you know, I'm tired because I was out from 4th of July last night. What am I going to do that's going to get me to do that when I have a habit of not getting up that early? So that having a plan for those things is was for me was the biggest part of actually making the business plan easy. And then more importantly, building that enthusiasm, which made more detail, which made every question that someone, you know, who was now interested in, hey, we want to we like what you're doing. You know, we want to give you some money. Tell us a little bit more about what you're, oh, okay, great. Let me tell you about my marketing plan, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do, and sometimes I get so excited and so passionate about things. I'll explain to them that, yeah, and I plan on working 50 hours and doing this and going out and do this. And I know, oh, and I, but I work on my health. I do all that. And you know, I get into the plan of my personal lifestyle, which shows them. And two things, again, the details I've thought of. All of those things. I think that that's a really key thing is that you're incorporating your lifestyle. You're showing them, okay, what's going to happen when I'm sick? What's going to happen when I don't feel well? What's going to happen when I don't feel motivated? I think that's right. really good because everybody has enthusiasm. Oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. But I rarely find people who have the details. You know, they, right. they don't even have the details about who they're serving. I ask them, who's your target market? And they're like, yeah, women, 25 to 55. I'm like, baby, a 20-year-old's got <laughs> All the different problems in the 50 year old, not a target market, <laughs> and so those details allow you to mitigate all of the circumstances. And uh, I, I love that you, you put that in there. 
um, you know, I, I know your personal life, so I know what kind of workout and stamina that you have. But mm -hmm. even those of us who don't have Mount Olympus of stamina like that, uh, <laughs> even those of us who don't, <laughs> uh, you know, it is it is good, you know, to, to put that in there because uh, right. I, I do the same thing. I, I suffer from migraine. And when I talk about, you know, certain things, I let people know, yeah, these lights and cameras, they can trigger migraines. You know, this is what I do to make sure I'm Hand not, you know, right. lit up all the time. And so, uh, because lights are not something I can, you know, I can't go, oh, well, I got to right. without that. You know, it's like, that's that's not going to happen. So I think the, the uh, biggest think thing, right. yeah, the biggest thing for people listening to that plan and the biggest point of that is, even though you have a great plan, things never work out to plan. So what are you gonna do with that? And having something that even though, again, it's not gonna work out, just knowing that you know how to handle when things don't work out according to plan, how to adjust and change your business plan, alter your business plan or get back on track. Um, and having that mentality, that mindset, that ability to do that, whether it's because of personal or whether it's because of business not working out the way it should. Were your businesses similar to each other? Like are, is is the last one similar to the future or were they completely all different they were completely different one was working in you know some a lot of them were all of them are everything's really sales oriented but i've started a sales training business where i'd go out and you know to different businesses and offer sales training classes then i jumped to a music licensing company where i'd sell music uh background music for television shows commercials things like that then i jumped to a um a uh, 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 merchant services processing company to so I mean it's 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 no they've been all over the place kind of um, including what I'm you know some of the things I'm working on now um, but one of the, uh, uh, um, one of the things I'm really excited about is that again no matter how what industry I was focused on no matter what market I was going for the basics you know the foundation of starting a business is all the same and so it was easy just to get that I mean it will. Once you do it so so much, it was just, you know, it's the same thing over again. It's just, you know, changing it, the industry it really a little is. bit. It really is, which is the exciting part. If you're just joining us, this is the Get Crowdfunded Now podcast. I'm talking with Christopher Leonard, and we're talking about starting a business and funding. He started several businesses, and I just want to get the perspective. He's out there doing it. He's doing it now. We're not talking about stuff he did 35 years ago. We're talking about stuff he's doing right now. And um, he was able to actually sell his last company. And so I just want to really get get from him his real life experiences and what it's like for you guys out there that are trying to get funding, trying to sell your companies, trying to grow beyond what you're, where you are now. Um, so the other question I want to ask is let's talk for a minute about uh, the process of getting funding and actually speaking to the investors. Uh, when it comes to investors, a lot of people, um, you know, they they want to have a presentation. How do I say this? Um, they want to have a presentation, and I find that they're not even real, like, they're not real practiced with their presentation. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is a problem? Like, they don't know their own presentation in details. Do you think that that's a problem when you talk to investors? Yes, definitely. Um, well, for me, it was because 
the way that I started stumbling across investors and gotten into and and finally gotten to the confidence to start reaching out and and learned that 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 I guess you could say that industry. Um, it it uh it kind of like I said I stumbled across it. It was from <laughs> I was actually doing a podcast called Business Over Beer, um, and I met most of these investors in a bar, just sipping on beer. And even though, yes, the presentation is necessary, no, most of the time when you stumble, or from what I can only speak from my own experience, when I run into investors and people who are interested in my opportunity, it wasn't because I got them behind a closed door and was able and had my presentation out. It was because 99% of the time it was, I was at a bar, they own a business, they're investors, they heard I own a business, I, I started talking to them. And because I knew my details and I had my plan and the details of my business so well, I was not, I mean, obviously if I'm in a bar or whether, wherever it's a bar, whether it's outside, whether it's in the store, whether it's wherever it is, um, most people don't want to hear a full pitch, you know, just to get to the, they want to like, Hey, give me some details. But at the same time, make it like a pitch. You know what I mean? Answer my questions that I want to know, but, but at the same time, I want to know that you do have a full pitch ready. And I guess you can sense that in the way you answer their questions, in the way you promote, in the way you talk to them about it. Um, and so a lot of the times I'd be sitting at, you know, at a bar, like I said, run into someone and they're like, oh, what do you do? I explain a little bit about what I do. And that's the first step, you know, hey, what is your introduction when somebody says, what do you do? And because I, I, I don't have a master plan for that, but apparently what I do works. And then it gets them to ask more questions and they get, it piques their curiosity because now I've piqued their curiosity, I'm excited. So then they see my passion about what I'm doing and then they ask more questions. And again, they are detailed questions and it's literally everything in my presentation, but I don't, I don't I'm not, you know, peeking at it. It's just stuff I know in my head. I wrote the thing, you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of doing it in a more of a, uh, there's, you know, I, there's the boardroom way. And then there's yeah. the relaxed beer, the you know, the, the bar over beer way. And even yeah. if somebody wrote the presentation for you, you still got to know that. I mean, when I work with people mm -hmm. and they don't want to practice, they don't want to know their numbers, they don't want to do any of that. It's very disheartening because I know what's going to happen when they get in front of an investor and they're going to be like, yeah, can I get back to you? And there, there is no getting back <laughs> to them. They want to talk to you right there. Like if you can't answer Right. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, dude, it's cool." Like you, you don't get a second chance at that. Exactly. That is a moment in time. Exactly. Yeah. Even, you know, even if it's okay, well, yeah, here's my number. It's no, you've you've missed it. You know, you got to be able to answer all the questions. And typically, I I have been able to, and like, yeah, follow up with me, and I do. And and the follow up's the most important thing I realized because I at first I was so I thought they were just you know you like oh yeah trying to build me up trying to encourage this young entrepreneur. And I did not think that they were serious, so I would never follow up. And I wasn't confident, even though they sat there and I listened to me for, you know, a half an hour, an hour. Um, and, and then eventually I got past that. <laughs> I got past that and I did follow up. And the excitement in the first, the very first person's voice, I was just like, wow, how many opportunities did I miss out on by not following up? And then, um, and so that's, you know, that's the key, just making sure you constantly, you know, you're following up with the people, but also just, yeah, knowing your stuff and the details. I don't think I've ever actually had a formal, or maybe one, but actually a real formal, hey, show me your full pitch in front of everyone. You know, it's usually just, you but you're, know. But you're also out there in the world Yes, but yes, I'm interviewing business owners, yeah, I'm interviewing investors, like, I'm talking to people on a daily where, basis. 
I don't go to conferences. I just stay home. I don't yeah, know no, nobody. No. And they're like, and where do you think you're going to find these events? Like, you got to yeah, get no. out in the world. <laughs> well, that's as I mentioned, I started the podcast Business Over Beer, not because I wanted to be a podcast, you know, so a podcaster, but because I needed a way to, how do I bring these business owners to me? You know, give them an opportunity to promote their business, but also, hey, now I have you, you know, I had a, re we have a mutual connect, a mutual benefit from this. So that's, you know, that was a huge step and a huge benefit for me as far as, you know, finding other investors and other business owners. Absolutely. That, that's the, that's the right place TV show way. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, that's the whole reason why I created right place TV show because I wanted to meet other business people and then create something that happens. So exactly. That, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about it. Um, mm -hmm. As you, as you grow, I know you're on another, you're on another venture. Do mm -hmm. you take uh, time, downtime uh, between businesses and what, if you do, what does that downtime look like? Um, I'm learning to do that before. No, I would go from one to, but you know, I'm young, had the energy, had the drive, also needed the money. So I was like, yeah, no, um, I am taking downtime now. Um, mainly because it was after selling my business, it was kind of bittersweet. Like I sold it and, you know, after doing it for eight years, it was like, well, what do I do now? And, you know, it's, it's, and it wasn't, I mean, it, for me, it's like riding a bike, like starting the business plan, jumping on cool. So I'm already, I was already on that, but then it was like, I obviously put eight years of my life into that. I was passionate about it. How do I know I'm going to be as passionate about this next project? Um, and so thankfully I have, you know, I've been awarded the time to be able to, sit back, all right, well, what do I want to do? You know, what, 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 what do I take that downtime to not go from business to business to business to business now that I have, you know, and figure out what do I want to, you know, what's going to be the next thing that's going to last me another eight, you know, nine, 10, 20 years. Um, and so I'm learning how to do that and I'm doing it right now, but I don't know, I don't know exactly what it looks like. I mean, it's weird for me. I feel very awkward, which is, you know, I'm still kind of working in a little bit. I'm still, you know, have a, a number of little side, you know, revenue streams going on because I just <laughs> don't know how to sit still, but I'm trying to force myself to do that. Um, okay. And I know it's important because I, at, towards the end of, you know, especially during COVID, I know a lot, you know, 2020 was a weird year and, you know, what followed, but um, uh, I, I've found myself mentally getting stressed, getting to the point and it affected my body. It affected, you know, my mind, it affected my relationships, so many things. So. I'm I'm now at that point where it's like no this is important you can take the time now take that even though you don't know what it looks like figure it out so um yeah I think it's important if if you definitely you you know can you should when we have uh, entrepreneurship is often really portrayed by the peaks you know they don't really show the valleys they just show mm. from peak, to peak and so I want you to talk a little bit to entrepreneurs about navigating the valleys and you know it might feel like you're gonna die but you're not gonna die it's not gonna kill you <laughs> uh, we kind of talked about that before they can feel pretty bad but um I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs just think the trajectory is like this when right. it's really like this and right. i just like you to speak to that just from a real person's perspective right um and yeah, definitely. So there were a lot of valleys. Some so deep. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, this is never going to end. But at the same time, um, I think navigating valleys, I think, is more just navigating your focus. 
um, and, and in doing so, making sure that you adjust your plan, both your, you know, both your business plan, your financial plan, your life plan to kind of go along to, to kind of match that, you know, that whether it's a downward up, whatever the case may be, um, but always kind of maintaining that focus of, well, the end goal is here. I may be down here. Well, now I, and I have to create a plan to, but you're always, the plan's always to move upwards. Whether you, you know, regardless of how far you're down, a plan is always move upwards. And that's, you just got to stay focused on that upward, whether it's, and have that faith. Like I knew no matter how broke I was, no matter how, how, you know, how many businesses I had gone through after the seventh business. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, really? It, at, at some point, I'm like, but no, this is what I was meant to, like, I, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm capable. I know I'm determined. And I know, I know, I know I'm of least average intelligence, you know, so therefore I should be able to at least follow a bit. And I, I would, I, the biggest thing is I would find other people's plans, other people who, this may sound horrible, but people who I felt were at a similar level as I was where, okay, well, this person will, or, or lower, I mean, like, okay, well, they didn't graduate high school. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. I at least have all these things and they made it to this level. Let me find 10 of these people, find their plan. Okay. This person got lucky, throw him out. You know, this person had, oh, mom and daddy's help threw a bunch of money at him, throw him out. Okay. These people are the people who actually did it and actually put together a plan. Okay, cool. Let me see their plan and let me figure it out. And that, and no, I didn't follow the, any of those, but what it did was it gave me the confidence to realize, okay, yeah, no, I have that. And it constantly re, you know, re refocused my, you know, retrained my focus. Hey, look, no, all you gotta do is just keep, keep, you know, if they can do it, you can do it. Stay focused on what you want. And, uh, you know, eventually it'll come. You have some, so that's the biggest thing is just staying, you know, and, and rewarding those minor little, those minor little things like, okay, yeah, I may have slid, you know, back 20 steps, but hey, cool. I got up and I went three steps. You know, now I'm not going to give myself a party and spend all my money, whatever, but at the same time, I'm at least going to recognize that because if you wait to get all the way back to where you were to recognize yourself, you're going to, you know, mentally again, that's, yeah, it's hard to build on that. It's hard to build on failure. You've got to recognize those successes. So. All right. And one last question before you go, Chris, what book are you reading right now? Right now? <laughs> Right now, again, my focus is downtime. So I'm reading a book on Morocco because I wanted to have a vacation in Morocco for my 40th birthday at the end of the year. So I'm learning about all. So that is what I'm reading is vacationing. Like, how do I, what do I do on vacation? And believe it or not, that was an issue for me. Like, not work. What do you do when you're vacationing? So that's, that's what I'm reading right now. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for getting on the Get Crowdfunded Now podcast and sharing with us. Will you come back when you can share some new stuff about your new company? Definitely. First of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. And yes, um, I'll be more than excited. And, and, and when I have more, when I'm able to share more details, yes, you're the first person I'm going to call. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. This has been the Get Crowdfunded Now podcast. I hope you guys are inspired to keep going, keep looking for that funding, keep moving your company. Remember, ignoring one's consciousness is safe and all right. Let's fly. <laughs>